This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Flat Out Farno, you're Laddie H, host of Flat Out Pride on your Free FM dial. If you're a Waikato local with an idea for your own show, Free FM would love to hear from you. Check out our website, freefm.org.nz, or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. Welcome to Out West Radio, a community-driven podcast built in the heart of Hamilton at Western Community Centre. We are webbing networks and creating safe spaces for ownership in our community. Fano first, Hapuri first. Kia ora everyone and welcome to Out West Radio. It is awesome to be with you today. You're listening to us on 89.0 Free FM and I am joined today with a special guest, Kevin. <laughs> Hi, how are you today? <laughs> yeah, good, kia ora everyone. <laughs> uh, Kevin's joining us from the FIRE team to talk to us a little bit about uh, what they're doing in the community because it's been pretty amazing over the last year. Uh, I would like to say thanks to uh, maybe not so much thanks to COVID, but we have seen a lot more engagement uh, from our public service sectors in the community. We've had our police that come in. They came in actually at the start of the week for their six-monthly visit with the van, which was really cool. They've got a very bougie van. Um, and now you guys have a community team. So tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, kia ora, everyone. Uh, yeah, I'm Kevin from Fire and Emergency or the local Hamilton Fire Brigade. I lead our community readiness and recovery team. It works um, right throughout the Waikato and, and Thames Coromandel catchment area as well as Matamata Piako down as far as Waitomo in the south. Um, we also look after Hamilton City and obviously the western suburbs is, is part of Hamilton City and it's certainly part of an area that we like to get into and, and work with the community in there. Our focus has really been there to support the community, to share our fire safety messages, to make everybody right. feel safer and to carry out safe practices in their homes and all that to, I guess, just improve everybody's safety and yeah. make them re- resilient and prepared in the event of an emergency or a fire. Obviously, the main focus is on fire prevention. Yes. But there are circumstances where we may not be able to prevent a fire through maybe an electrical fault with our appliances, but mm-hmm. we can certainly take steps to be prepared if and when that may happen to us. Looking after our communities, really, we've noticed that uh, over the... Because we did a ran an article with you guys in our last edition of Western Community News. There'll be a new one coming out in our new edition. But I found something really, really interesting in that article, and it was the reminder not to leave your tea towel on your stove. And I got home, <laughs> and there was the tea towel on my stove. And now we don't often use the stove because uh, it's just me and my flatmate, and we are a little bit younger, so we're air fryer girls. Um, <laughs> but I saw it there, and I was like, oh my goodness, what? Like, that's such a small tip that could save your house from burning down right like there's are there are there any other i guess like little tidbits like what's your favorite tip to give out to people yes yeah, certainly um obviously just talking about your tea towel it's you know you shouldn't 
really well you shouldn't at all place them over the top of a stove or leave them no. on a stove because if somebody turns an element on they might turn the wrong element on mm-hmm. and the tea towels lying on the element so hang them up where they should be not yes. on the stove mm-hmm. um but look one of i guess one of my favorites and, and it's a really important one and it's one of the biggest messages we that we um like to get out to our communities next to having working smoke alarms in our homes is as simple as as don't leave cooking unattended yeah okay the kitchen's the most dangerous room in your house yeah and most of the i guess maybe up to a quarter or more of the fires we attend across new zealand over in a in a 12-month calendar we attend over three and a half thousand house fires wow and a quarter of those fires start from unattended cooking that's wow, in the kitchen a quarter. so that's massive it's a major cause of fire yeah um but it's easy preventable yeah and the simple messages are don't um, leave cooking unattended or mm-hmm. keep looking when you're cooking yeah. and don't drink and fry yeah. so it's easy especially if you're using cooking oil or fat yeah. um, if you are distracted the, the children need to be tended to someone knocks on the door or your phone rings or you, you need to leave the kitchen for whatever reason it's imperative that you turn off the element mm-hmm. and take whatever you've got on the element off that hot element and onto a cool surface. Yeah. Go and do what you need to do and then come back and carry on cooking. Um, yeah. Don't leave it there thinking, look, I'm only going to be away for a couple of seconds, I'll be fine, because you could easily become distracted yeah. and simply forget about what you've left behind in the kitchen. Yeah. And what happens with fat and oil is it'll keep heating up and heating up till it reaches its ignition temperature and then it ignites. Yeah. And then we have problems because we have a fire on our stove top. Yeah, and it's they're very difficult to put out, right? Like- yes, they are. Um, <laughs> and there's only certain there's only a few things you can do to for to do that. Yeah. And only in the early stages. Yes. If the fire's too big, well, then none of those things are going to work. We have a mobile kitchen fire demonstrator where I think probably some of our listeners out there have probably seen it in action. Yes. Um, we're hoping if COVID allows us to, to be along at some of the events at the Western Community Centre this year, and we'll certainly have that kitchen fire demonstrator Absolutely. there with us. And yeah. we can demonstrate uh, what can be done and certainly something that you don't do yeah. in the event of a kitchen fire. Yeah, I think a lot of people... Um, it's very Kiwi, I think, for us to be like, oh, we'll just, we'll put it out. Um, and a lot of the time it's, don't, don't try to put no, it out. No, no, <laughs> I mean, it's, if it's caught in the early stages, there are some things you can do, like, you know, it's obviously turning the, the element off. Yeah. Um, you can cover the pan or the pot with a damp tea towel or a wooden breadboard or simply put the lid back on. Yeah. Um, but you should still call us and let us come and deal with it. We don't want to see people trying to carry a burning pot of fat outside. Yeah. Um, simply if they drop it it's going to spread the fire yeah and also if they if they spill it on themselves it can cause some nasty burns yeah and especially if there are kids in the house you never know when they're running under your legs no that's right that's right and and one of the other messages i to guess to with cooking is certainly is really important as well as don't drink and fry mm-hmm. um you know if you, if you like to have a drink that's fine yeah. um if you're going to go out for a few drinks um, grab some takeaways while you're out or bring some takeaways home yeah. or have a meal at home that you can simply pop into a microwave and, and reheat because if you do put it in the microwave and turn the microwave on for say three minutes to heat it up and you go and sit down on the couch and you fall asleep yeah. that's fine um, the microwave's going to finish and turn itself off you'll wake up in the middle of the night or in the morning you'll be cold yeah the dinner <laughs> in the microwave will be cold, be cold. <laughs> but the most important thing is you'll still be alive yeah. and your house will still be in one piece yeah exactly yeah. and i mean that's i mean who doesn't want the advice of just get takeaways right well that exactly you know, there's no dishes to do when you get home you don't have to worry about cooking but yeah that's certainly something we don't want people doing is drinking and frying because yeah. once again um, you might pot a pan, pop 
something on the stove, a pan or a pot, and you might go and just sit down and wait for it to warm up a bit, especially if you're cooking chips with oil. We know we've yeah. got to get the oil hot to cook chips. Yeah. We might just go and sit down on the couch for a couple of minutes while that's happening, and if you've had a couple of drinks and you're tired at the end of the week, it's easy to fall asleep, and then yeah. again, we've got oil or fat heating up on our stove and nobody there to do anything about it when it reaches its ignition temperature or taking it off the yeah, taking the hot, it off the the heat. heat source. Absolutely, and I think that we have noticed, um, or at least I have, uh, at the community centre that because obviously we are in red at the moment and with uh, COVID happening, people are trying to get their kids to cook more, which is amazing. We always encourage our um, youth to be cooking and getting out there and helping their families, but a lot of this... Uh, fire safety stuff doesn't really get handed down when you learn how to cook or when you're you know you learn the method and the recipe and whatnot but um passing down these uh i guess ideas of of how to be safe when you're cooking as well is so important um is there somewhere uh that people can go to kind of get uh an overview of you know how to how to stay safe in their homes yeah, sure. We um, we we offer a service called Home Fire Safety Visits, mm-hmm. um, and along with that, of the installation of a a ten year long life photoelectric smoke alarm, comes um, fire safety education. So we actually sit down with the occupants of the home, mm-hmm. and we run through certain safe practices that they should be following within their home. And one of those things that we do talk about is cooking obviously because going back to what I said before is that the kitchen's one of the most dangerous rooms in the house. Yeah. Um, we know that there are families or houses out there where, where children do cook, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially maybe intermediate school age from upwards, and that's totally okay, provided they know the rules around cooking, yeah. um, obviously to keep looking while you're cooking um, and that type of thing. From time to time, I guess it happens, your mum might leave the office at five o'clock, make a phone call home to the children, say, hey, can you put the dinner on? I'm just leaving work now. Can you put this on? Yeah. It's important if, if there's parents out there who have got sort of early or you know, late sort of intermediate age children or older that are cooking for them, that they do know the rules around cooking, that especially yeah. hey, if, if something happens and you have to leave the kitchen, you've got to turn the cooking off. It's as simple as that, yeah. especially if it's on the stovetop. It's a little bit different if you're cooking a roast. Yeah. Well, somebody slow should cooker, stay. Right? Yeah, slow cookers mm-hmm. are fine, but a roast in the oven should be there or thereabouts, yeah. still inside the house. You wouldn't want to go away too far and leave it on its own, but it's really important, especially if you're using oil or fats yeah. on, on top of the stove. But we also have a, a year seven and eight fire. We have our fireways programs yes. for, our, for our children um, in schools. We have the year one and two program. And we also have a year seven and eight program, which currently is undergoing a revamp. And, oh, cool. and one of the things that we talk, we look at in the year seven and eight program with the children mm-hmm. of that age is to get them prepared for things like that, becoming responsible in the home. That they do do a little bit of cooking, we know that. So we we run around the rules and and what we've just talked about with cooking. Mm-hmm. We also talk to them about how to look after themselves when they're outside of the home if they're in town, maybe at a shopping centre, because. If something goes wrong, the fire alarms go off or there's a need to... They haven't got mum and dad there with them because yeah. they're at that age where they're sort of venturing off on their own with Pushing their friends. Pushing those boundaries yeah, a Getting little. them ready to, <laughs> to get out, you know, to, out into the big wide world sort of thing so that I guess mum and dad, there's a little bit of a peace of mind that when they go past the letterbox out the gate on their way, they, they do know how to look after themselves. And yeah. that's just some of the things that we focus on in that Year 7 and 8 program as well. Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, it's it's I think it's good because as adults, I think we get very um, 
complacent in uh, how we do things. Um, I know that I do. I know that I've burnt many a cookies uh, in my oven because I just forget to pop the timer on. Mm. Um, and I think that it's really good to kind of have uh, these kids going through uh, these programs so that they can initiate conversations with their parents and for you guys to be able to come into a home free of charge and kind of go through uh, all of the safety uh, procedures that could help them in this personalised to their home as well. That's Absolutely. We also have a, a free program um, called our Fire Awareness Intervention Program. Mm-hmm. So we have we have what we call trained facilitators within our organisation, firefighters, yeah. um, that have a passion for helping especially children. Um, so they're especially sp- trained as what we call f- fire awareness um, facilitators. So yeah. if there's a child out there or any listeners out there at the moment have a child um, that is showing an unhealthy interest in fire play mm-hmm. or plays with fire or is traumatised by fire for whatever reason, yeah. we have firefighters that can come and work one-on-one with that child, totally confidential, Fun. totally free of charge, just to get help that child maybe out of those bad habits mm-hmm. or get them out of, of a habit or, where, or maybe a situation where they are traumatised. They may have been exposed to a house fire in the yeah. past. And that has traumatised them, so we do work with children um, in that area as well. That's amazing. Also, the ones that um, like to play with fire, because that's you know we know that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, stop and it while they're young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's another service that we offer, and it's totally free and confidential. That's amazing. Is there somewhere where people can go to access that? Do they just look online? Yeah, or? absolutely. On our website, fireandemergency.nz, awesome. or they can call the local fire station, any of their local fire stations, and obviously be put through. Um, to to us yeah. or I guess anybody of our listeners that's in that um, the western community suburbs yeah. they can obviously get in touch with yourselves at the community centre yeah. and you've obviously got to feed into us yeah yeah through, definitely through contact us so, jump yeah. on Facebook come Absolutely. in and see so us so look if there's listeners out there that do have children um, that you know they want some one on one with by all means, please get in touch because, like I said, it's a totally a free service and it's strictly confidential. Yeah, that's amazing. I think that's such a cool thing to offer and I love the idea of um, almost like youth workers within... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, we've services. got it. I mean, everybody that works in fire and, and emergency in New Zealand has a passion for people Yeah. because that's our main role is to look after our communities and that's one of the main reasons that, that sort of, I guess, it attracts us to that position. It's like the police. You talk to anybody that's in the police, what's, you know, one of the biggest reasons they do that job is because they want to help their community and they yeah. want to help the people that live in the community. It's no different for firefighters. Yeah. You know, it's all about they care or we care for our communities and we want to help them. That's amazing. That's so cool. Well, we're going to go for a very, very quick uh, song break and we'll be right back to talk to you a little bit more about uh, what we have been doing and uh, what is happening in the uh, fire service and out west. Yeah. 
Welcome back to Out West Radio. It is Zeta here. You're listening to us on 89.0 Free FM. And we are joined by Kevin, who is here to talk to us about uh, fire safety, uh, the community working towards fire safety, and the team that they have that are educating our young people and our adults and are able to kind of come into your home and help you out. And we were talking a little bit over the music break about our uh, the fire alarms. So you guys, you were saying that you guys come in and you will work with a family to do a fire plan uh, to help keep them safe, uh, keep them aware of the things that are kind of happening uh, with fire safety. But you also talked about fire alarms, but you said a very... Uh, long and intricate named <laughs> fire alarm. Can you tell me a yeah, little bit sure. about that? Because I have some substandard ones in my house and now I am worried. <laughs> well, the good, the good start there, I guess, is that you've got them. Yes. Okay, so um, they're actually called smoke alarms mm-hmm. and what they do is they detect smoke, obviously, in your home. Um, they are your voice when you are asleep at night yeah. because simply when you go to sleep at night, you've got no sense of smell. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to smell smoke. Um, When a fire first starts, it can be very, very quiet. So we're not necessarily going to hear it. And a fire can smoulder for a period of time, quite a long period of time, actually, in some cases, before it actually starts to flame or ignite. Um, So a room can easily become completely smoke-logged from the roof to the floor in a short space of time, um, even before we get flames. Yeah. Um, we know that it's in that situation. It's not the flames that kill people in fires. It's actually the smoke. Yeah. Okay. So people normally um, become affected by the smoke, the poisons in the smoke, carbon monoxide poisoning, mm-hmm. um, suffer a, a, a condition called carboxyhemoglobin, where our um, from too much smoke and it, it stops the oxygen being transferred around our body so our organs don't function properly. We become disorientated um, yeah. and simply we, we become overcome by smoke and that's, yeah, it's... And so, anyone will know that, right? If you've been yeah. out at a bonfire and the smoke suddenly shifts oh, and yeah, it's in your eyes and you're like... So, <gasps> yeah, so that's why it's really, really important that we have smoke alarms in our homes. Yeah. So, okay, and the long-winded name you mentioned is, okay, <laughs> it was photoelectric. So the yeah. Fire and Emergency New Zealand recommends that people install 10-year long-life mm-hmm. photoelectric smoke alarms. Wow. So by saying 10 years, you can purchase smoke alarms now that are on the market that have a 10-year lithium battery in them. Oh, amazing. So we don't have to worry about changing the battery. I once do a yearly yep, check. <laughs> they are a little bit more expensive mm-hmm. in some cases, but it does balance out because you don't have to buy a battery um, all the time to change it over. So yeah. that's the ones we recommend that you have. Um, we recommend that you have them in the lounge room or the main living room of your home. Yeah the hallway that leads to the bedrooms and one in every bedroom or sleeping area. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you've got a three-bedroom home with a lounge and a hallway where the bedrooms come off the hallway, um, you should have at least five smoke alarms in your yeah. home to have it fully covered or fully protected. Um, test them regularly, at least mm-hmm. once a month. Mm-hmm. Vacuum them. Um, make sure that they work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all very well sitting there at the couch. Oh, yeah, I'm right. I've got a smoke alarm on my <laughs> roof. But if you don't test it to, to make sure it's working, um, it's really, you know, you, you need to know it's that it is going to work. Right? That's yeah. it. You need to yeah. know that, hey, when I want that to work, I want to know that you are going to work. So I need to know that uh, you do work mm-hmm. and the battery's not flat if it's one of those ones where you do have to change the batteries. Yeah. Give them a bit of a vacuum because... If we get a spider or something that crawls through them, uh, they generally do that at 2 o'clock in the morning. 
and it wakes everyone up or if a battery's going to go flat in your smoke alarm and it's going to start beeping you can guarantee that it'll start at two yeah. o'clock in the morning yeah and annoy the hell out of, of course everyone. yeah, yeah. The only time. And also, if you guys are, because I know a lot of our community out west are renting. Yep. If you are renting, your landlord has to supply fire alarms for Absolutely. your house. Absolutely. So under the Residential Tenancies Act, the landlords have an obligation, a legal obligation to provide a 10-year long-life smoke alarm photoelectric mm-hmm. within three metres of the sleeping areas. Yeah. Okay. So there's no requirement that says they have to put them in the lounge or anywhere like that, but they do have to have them within three metres of the sleeping area. We recommend that if people are in a rental property and there's only been the one smoke alarm provided by the ten, uh, by the tenant, uh, the landlord, sorry, mm-hmm. that they actually can go out and purchase more themselves. Yeah. And we can get them into the bedrooms and into the lounge, which covers the whole house. As a tenant, you have a responsibility to look after that smoke alarm, to yeah. make sure that it works if the battery needs replacing, to do that. Do not take it down, do not remove it, because you can leave yourself liable under the under the Tenancies Act for penalties and that type of thing. But um, once again, if you're not sure if your smoke alarm's working or it's not working, um, get back to your landlord. They are a priority. Yeah. Um, and if they need help, they can look you guys up as well. Yeah, look, we yeah. Um, it's part of our Home Fire Safety Visit program. Yeah. Um, you know, we like to get out to our community and obviously if somebody's reached out to us, there is a they have a problem um, and we'd like to go and work with them and help them fix that problem. Awesome. If they're not sure, is my smoke alarm working? Is it in the right place? Have I got enough? Um, you know, that's what we're here for. That's about looking after our community, yeah. making sure they're more resilient and ready for uh, yeah, hopefully an unlikely event of an emergency, but if it does happen, um, they know what to do, or they've taken as much many steps as they can to prevent that. Um, we know that things do happen that we can't prevent, yeah. like our electrical appliances. Um, you know, anywhere there's electricity involved, there's a potential for you know a fire. We know that's a source, but we can't predict if one of our electrical appliances is going to have a, a a malfunction or a, an electrical event and start a fire but we can be prepared for when that happens yeah. we can have working smoke alarms yeah. we can have escape plans for our homes like each family needs to sit down and work out an escape plan from their home so everybody knows at least two ways out of each room in their home mm-hmm. and also a predetermined safe assembly point yeah. which is generally a letterbox and somewhere yeah. to meet somewhere yeah. easy to kind of pinpoint it's about staying as safe as you can um you know, for and being prepared as you can for what you can predict, right? Yeah, sure. It's yeah, it's it's all about the preparation. It's like um, same for natural disasters. You know, we 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 like people to have um, be prepared for that. Like have fresh water, have food supplies, and things yeah. like that. It's the same with, I guess, fire. We you know practice yeah home fire safety practices. You keep looking when you're cooking. Make sure you've got smoke alarms. Um, have an escape plan mm-hmm. so in the unlikely event of a fire if it does happen to you um, you know you can get yourselves out of the home yeah. um, as quickly and safely as possible and once you do it's really really important message to get out there too to people as if you do if you're unfortunate enough to have a fire and you get yourselves outside to a place of safety as quickly as possible never return to the house yeah. never yeah, go stay back inside out. it's not worth 
anything that no, is in your house. get out and stay out and, and just yeah, never return inside. Oh. Well, thank you so much for coming in today. Absolute I appreciate pleasure. it. And hopefully we'll have you back at some point yep, to talk a little bit more. And if you guys are interested in anything else, please do look up on your guys' website or on our Facebook page. We'll do a little post up there as well. Um, just, yeah, stay safe out there, team. Uh, and we will see you again next week. You've been listening to us on 89.0. Free FM. Use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.